Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sometimes needing new tires can catch us by surprise. That's why tire power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tirepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Live on SENSA, welcome to Roosters Radio. Brought to you by Copy World, your trusted business partner. Visit copyworld.com.au today. And Grand North, with great daily lunch and dinner specials. Welcome to Rooster Radio, Roosters fans. We're here for our first show. Um, proudly proudly uh, supported by Lumo Energy here at number one King William Road in the SEN studios. And welcome to my co-host, Honey, how? Oh, thank you. I'm very happy to be here sitting in this brightly coloured red rooster room we've decked out. <laughs> it's pretty unreal. They've done a great job here at SEN setting up the room. So very excited to be here, Honey. Um, quick introduction for our Roosters fans. Um, just quickly, I didn't even say my, who mine are. I am Mitch Harvey. <laughs> Mitch Harvey and Honey Howe here at the desk um, for Roosters Radio Show number one. Honey, can you give the Roosters fans a bit of a, a rundown of your involvement with the footy club and, and what got you here today? I sure can. I started my footy career at North back in under-17s. It's when the women were starting up. And the rest is history, really. I loved it from day dot and was out with the club up until last year and had to give this year a rest. The body needed it. Had some work given to me at Channel 7, so I'm there now. But missing it as ever and very happy to be chatting about it on this Friday night. <laughs> nah, excellent. And um, tell the listeners a little bit about your footy career. So under-17s with North Adelaide, but I know you've played a bit of footy at the Mighty Broadview Tigers, which is where I <laughs> come from as well. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot of North players are um, from Broadview. It's, it's a beautiful club. I was lucky enough to win two back-to-back premierships with the women's team there. And I played in the ruck. If you don't know, I'm quite tall, (laughs) just like Mitch. (laughs) It's a ruckman show. We should just call it the ruckman show. Yeah, we should, yeah. (laughs) Um, And I also was playing up forward and loved it. Loved going in between North and Broadview. It was a great experience and hopefully one day I'll be back. Excellent. And... um What's on now? What, what what are you doing with your life? Very busy, obviously, opportunities with Channel 7. Yes. Lots of travelling recently. What's what's happening? <laughs> yes. Uh, last year, I got offered a job at Channel 7 after I finished uni, which I was very fortunate to get. And I've been working there. And I've also uh, recently entered in Miss Universe Australia uh, for the second time. So hopefully this time we might go all the way. We never know. But travelling around... Australia for that and the final is in September so very exciting yeah and we'll be watching very closely with that um but look just to give the listeners a bit of background um the purpose of or or why we're here is to give you the the family the rooster family the fanship or the fan base um a bit of insight into what what's going on in the footy club what's going on with our playing group with our coaching group um 
and and we want you to get involved. We'll talk to talk a little bit about that as we go on. But we've got Friday evenings um, locked in, and um, we've got we've got a jam packed lineup today. So we'll keep moving on because we've got the uh, the senior coach joining us later, and also former Premiership player, women's Premiership yeah. player Amber Her- Amber Ward, Amber. sorry, <laughs> um, Amber Ward, sorry Amber, uh, joining us a little bit later on um, to talk about what she's doing in the AFLW. So lots to get through. Um, but we'll start with just uh, reviewing last week's game. Um, and the important thing is we want to go through the whole club because the, the club's in a good position. The league team's sitting on top heading into the final round. The reserves are sitting second. The under-18s are sitting top, I believe. And the under-16s are sitting third. Mm. Um, and our under-14 and 16 girls have started. And our women's team won the flag. So um, it's really uh, the, it's really great to see. The club's in a good position good spot so let's talk about West Adelaide um so I think for the listeners out there I think it's really important that we keep an eye on some of these good young players coming through because I think you'll see some of them playing reserves footy pretty soon you'll see some of them playing potentially playing some league footy next year and potentially going on to the bigger the biggest stage in the AFL so I just want to put some names out there for our fans to keep an eye on Billy Dowling is one he was a Powerade player of the round a couple of weeks ago with 44 touches Wow. And four goals. He's a St. Peter's boy, where I've come from. <laughs> so I'm very proud of that. Um, but yeah, he's a good kid. He's uh, he's done played a couple of reserves games here and there. He's trained with the the league team. So he's definitely one to keep an eye on. If we can keep him at the club next year, we'll be doing well. But I'm sure we'll be going on to bigger and better things in the AFL. Maxi Blacker is another left footer, another St. Peter's boy. I may have just chosen the St. Peter's boys. <laughs> um, right there. He's uh he's playing some really good footy. Um, had a good game last week, left footer, lovely left footer, one of the hardest working young fellas that I've seen come through the ranks. So looking forward to seeing what he does with his journey. And another one is Hugh and Wiseman, who's, who's a Prince Alfred Broy, unlucky for him, but <laughs> he, uh, he's coming through the ranks, playing some great footy. I know he's a fan, uh, a player favorite of, of our under 18s coach, Craig Brooks. Um, but great to see the, the under 16s and under 18s playing some good footy. Um, the reserves, and again, in another great position, um, Harry Elbro and Tom, uh, Matty Longbottom leading the way last week um, with another strong win against West, who are sitting just below the reserves on the ladder. Um, they're playing some great footy, and it's uh, well, it's really tough for spots in the senior team at the moment. There's probably a, a fair few players playing in the reserves who probably should be playing league footy, but last week was a pretty comprehensive victory. Great to see Blaine O'Loughlin playing some great footy, who's... Um, really developed this this year, and I think he ended up with 37 touches last week, which he was telling me during the week was a record for him. So well done to Blaine. Um, but let's get into the league game, honey. The the Westies brought it. They brought it. They they came to play, which is they've had a good six weeks. Yeah. Um, and we only got over the line by six points. Yeah. Um, coming up to Sturt next week, I guess that puts you in a pretty good position to win that game. Um, on the ladder as well, going into the, this last um, game before finals. Do you reckon this can change? Well, it, the competition's so tight at the moment. And, I mean, if you look at the ladder, we're only sitting one game on top. But if we lose this week to Sturt, is a, uh, you know, we could drop down to second um, probably on percentage. So um, anything could happen. Um, I think the focus for the group this week, solely remains on Sturt, who are sitting in, in fifth and played some really good footy this year. 
Um, we head down to Unley, which will be tough, but um, the competition remains so even, so you can't look too far ahead. Um, and I know that's been the message from the coach this week. Yeah, so I know that last time North were minor premiers was back in 85, 86, 87 and 89. So, I mean, no, we both weren't even born then, so it's been a while. <laughs> it has. I think we won the flag from fifth in 2018. So and, and second in 2020 when we lost the grand final. So yeah. um, it's a bit of a foreign position for us. Um, and look, we, we're not there yet, to be honest. We're not there. We've still got to beat Sturt this week. Who, as I said, they're in some good form. Unfortunately, had a loss last week. But they'll, they'll be very competitive down at Unley. So, yeah, we're in a bit of a foreign position for this time. You haven't been there. As, as, it, as it says, it's, 1989 was the last time. So we've got to get the job done this week. Um, and I know there'll be a good Roosters faithful down at Unley, so looking forward to that game. And at, you're obviously playing. How do you think you'll approach that game next week? Oh, as I said before, I think um, the message from Serge and, and I guess the leaders to the, to the rest of the players this week has been solely focused on, on Sturt. I think when you're coming into a final series and um, you sort of um, – you've got the – some players can get one eye on, on the next three or four weeks, which, which we're not there yet. Um, and, and there's still changes that can be made in that, in that top five. So um, I think, yeah, the message has been loud and clear. Focus on this week. We just focus on each, each day as it comes. So focus on your training. You focus on your main session. Focused on that captain's run last night. Doing everything that you can control and play well. Once the game's done, then we can look ahead, um, whether we've got a week off or whether we're playing, whatever the case is. So... Um, it's, it sounds a little bit cliche around one week at a time, but it is, it is true in this case. If we look too far ahead, Sturt will smash us this week. And, and one other thing is that we got smashed down there in this round last year. So right. I think we lost by about 75, 80 points leading into a final series, which was pretty embarrassing, to be honest. So, um, yeah, big game this weekend. I know the boys are pretty switched on. It's also the Skippers' 150th game, Alex Spina, who's a good mate of mine. Um, so we'll be up for him and, um, yeah, we need, need to get the job done. All right. Well, looking strong. Let's keep high hopes. And I think we'll wrap up with quarter time right now. After the break, we'll have a chat with coach Jacob Serge, see what he has to say about the year and his coaching. Live on SENSA, you're listening to Roosters Radio. Brought to you by Coffee World, your trusted business partner. Visit copyworld.com.au today. And Grand North with great daily lunch and dinner specials. Welcome back to Roosters Radio. All thanks to Copy World, to Shiva. Copy World, your trusted business partner. Visit copyworld.com.au today. And the man of the moment, our next guest, thanks to Grand North um, with great daily lunch and dinner specials. The man of the moment, Jacob Surgeon, North Adelaide Footy Club, league footy coach and 121... Game, 20, 121 gamer for the Port Adelaide Footy Club, former vice captain. And something I found out today, mate, a state long jumper. What? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. What an absolute privilege and honour to be a, Am I your first guest? You are, mate. Congratulations. Wow. Well, that's, you know, that's something that you have to put in your resume. So that's one thing that I'm definitely going to be putting down there. But... Uh, Yes, mate, the AFL resume is there, but um, in my junior days, I was actually a um, uh, a very good athlete, halves as much as it, um, I probably don't look at now, um, 
I was pretty powerful and springy back in the day. So um, I actually was a national long jump champion. I think it was under 16s or something in there. That's um, very not sure. That is I'm not sure what it was, but um, yeah, I was right into my uh, athletics back into the back in the day. And um, my older brother Eric was actually two-time national decathlon champion, so he runs in the family. There you go. I didn't know that, mate. That's yeah. that's really interesting. We'll yeah. talk about that. Well, I've got yeah. my at, at, when you come to the club um, next week. I'll, I'll show you some vision of me jumping, mate, and uh, you'll uh, you'll love it. So I'm sure I've got mate. all my highlights. I'm sure I'll look forward to it. Unfortunately, I won't bring any of my athletics vision because there is none, but that's all right. (laughs) So we're talking about age, Serge. You were 16 then, but it was your birthday on Monday. Happy birthday. Uh, Thank you, honey. How did you celebrate it? it. How did I celebrate it? Well, I went to training. I went to work and, uh, and, um, yeah, my beautiful wife... um, bought me uh she actually spoils me rotten every time for my birthday i don't know why but uh she does she bought me a um a barbecue i'm a bit of a gunning um cunning cook oh. on the barbie um so i've got to put that together today at home she's trying um, to send a message mate yeah yeah so now i had i had the old jump buck for probably about 10 years it was probably due for a new one so um yeah she bought me a nice matador this time so i've Ooh, upgraded nice. but uh she's actually also invested in a um in a wood-fired pizza oven for home as well. So I've got a bit spoiled um, by my beautiful wife, Alison. Well, so, look, look uh, for, looking forward to a, a, a nice off-season barbecue at your house. Yeah, and some pizza. Yeah, no, we'll definitely have to have to get the leadership group over at some stage half, which you're, um, which you're a part of. So very good. But thank you, honey. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Um, we'll look at this um, week and your week in the life of a... North Adelaide Football Club senior coach. What does that look like? Explain to the listeners what is involved in your review of previous weekend's games and when do you start preparing for the next game? Yeah, that's a good question, honey. Um, so after, after we obviously play Saturday and then um, Sunday, I think it's really important to have a, a family day and, and be with your family. Like I've got, uh, I've got twin boys who are six. They'll be seven in November. I've got a little girl who just turned four um, on Wednesday. So um, it's really important um, that you have the, the work-life balance sorted out pretty well. So Sunday, I sort of don't look at any sort of vision whilst the kids are around. I just try to spend as much time with them because obviously Saturday is generally dominated by me going to football. Um, if I can get to kids soccer and all that sort of stuff, um, I'll generally try to do that on a Saturday. But um, Saturday, Sunday night, um, when the kids all go down to sleep, um, uh, I usually get out and try to get a half of the footy done um, from uh, from the Sundays from Saturday's game, um, which takes me takes me anywhere from two and a half to three hours to get a half footy done um, to code and, and just look at our offensive, our defensive um, structures, our um, our stopping structures, and just all our um, all our sort of team first things that we live and breathe and, and value at the footy club. Um, and then generally on a Monday morning. Um, I, I get the kids to school and, and try to help my wife out. She's a very busy woman. Um, so I try to I try to do all the kids drop off and do all that sort of stuff and then get into the club at about 9.30 and, and generally try to finish um, the second half of the game at um, or by about 12.30, 1 o'clock, 1.30 um, and then start getting ready for our, our review, which will happen that night. So I think it's really important that by Monday you sort of um, win, lose, or draw, you have a look at the game, you try to educate the guys on what we're trying to do, and you move on to the next week. 
Uh, Monday's all about, you know, sitting down with the players and watching vision of their game, having reviews with them um, and doing all that sort of stuff, which the boys are really good at. Um, and then by basically Monday to move on to next week. So I started preparing for Sturt on um, on Tuesday, watched their whole game, um, started coding some things that I was going to show to the boys on a Wednesday night. Um, and then if I want to try to look at any extra stuff, I sort of try to download two of the games that Sturt have played in previous weeks before that. So um, there's lots of uh, lots of planning and stuff that goes into it. Um, by Wednesday, it's sort of ref- refining what we're trying to do and how we're trying to beat um, Sturt. Obviously, they're the team we're playing this week or any oppo. Um, we have a, a pre-training meeting on a Wednesday night. I show the guys a vision of how I think we can beat them or how other teams have beat them. But I think it's really important, and Mitch would, um, Mitch would back me up on this one, is that we really focus on what we're trying to do at North Adelaide. You can get caught up in what other teams are doing a lot of, but we really try to focus on um, our game style, our game plan, and the way we want to play um, moving into finals. Um, and that's basically it. We have match committee on a Wednesday night where we get through and talk about you know the best team that we think that can win on the weekend. We have a captain's run on Thursday and a bit of a pre-game preview. Um, Friday's uh, generally just a clean-up day, just get all the boards, get everything ready. Um, and then into into work on Saturday. So it um, doesn't sound like a lot, but uh, the 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 amount of time and effort that you put into vision and watching and, and coding and all that sort of stuff takes up a lot of the time. No, That's good, mate. Yeah, it, sounds, it does sound like a lot. <laughs> There's a lot there. You do work bloody hard, don't you? <laughs> Well, you try to, like you know, you, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a very, it's an inconsistent job because you know the hours you can start there at, at nine thirty, but sometimes you don't finish till eight, eight thirty, nine o'clock, depending on how long match committee goes. So, um, you've got to make sure that you have have some time off. Like today, I've got Friday off and spending it with my daughter, um, and uh, you just try to do little things like that where you can just um, have a little bit of a mental freshen up from footy. So. Um, but it, it's good. It's it's why you do it, and and I love it. And um, you know we've. Uh, We've been really successful this year to date. And you touched on the success, mate, um, and around um, how the team's been going. And obviously the league team is sitting um, on top of the ladder heading into the last round and the reserves are currently sitting second. Um, what, what, In your opinion, what do you think the biggest difference between 2021 and, and 2022 is? Obviously um, finishing in fifth last year and, and bowing out disappointingly in that first final, but obviously giving ourselves hopefully a great chance um, to go deep into the finals. What do you think that the biggest difference there is? Oh, good question, mate. Well, you've, you've been involved in team in the team for a long time. And I, I think, you know, unfortunately, uh, it's been a lot spoken about probably the age of our list last year and where that was at. Um, we had, I think, seven premiership players move on from the footy club. Um, and I think bringing some useful enthusiasm, enthusiasm into the footy club and, and, Recruiting some guys which I felt like would fit the way we wanted to play and I wanted our, our footy club to play um, was going to be really vital. Um, we made a real big aspect of bringing guys in who were going to live and breathe the culture. Um, and I think that's probably been the biz- biggest success out of out of anything. You know, bringing Phil Smythe in has been a huge asset for the footy club in regards, not just for me as coaching, but and our other coaches. But he, as you know, Harves, he's helped with our leadership program, um, not just for our senior guys, but our young guys. So there's been a whole vast, a range of areas where um, the club has just really improved and stepped up, stepped up and moved forward um, in regards to in regards to the way we run our footy club. And um, on on field, like the boys look really happy. They're playing a really good, strong, contested um, style of football, which I think stands up in finals. So 
Now, a lot of credit's going to go to the attitude of the way the players attacked pre-season um, and the way they came back after a disappointing season we had last year. Yeah, definitely have to agree with that. I think the the culture and the, the feeling around the group and a lot of new players has been been a key to that this year. So, but credit to you and the and the and Tubbs for for getting that in place for the year. Moving, uh, touching on that in terms of our new players, the influence, in my opinion, of some of the youth and a lot of the new players, just to name a few: Lockie Grubb, Nigel Lockyer, Harry Elbro, Tyson Brazel, But there's many more. They've been really impressive. But what was the strategy at the start that at the uh, start of the year with you and Tubbs and the and the recruitment team? Who, what were you targeting, and um, how did you go about that? Yeah, well, for, from our point of view, we wanted we wanted to make sure we just uh, first and foremost that we brought really good characters into the footy club. I think that's what. Um, what clubs really, uh, why some of the clubs are really successful. As long as, long as you've got really good character um, of person, um, I think that really helps with um, building a brand and building the way um, you want to, uh, I guess, raise the footy club that you're trying to um, build up. So, you know, we, we went out and I spoke to Tubbsy about the type of player that I wanted that was going to fit the way we play. Um, Lockie Grubb was one of those guys. I remember seeing him play at Centrals and uh, that round one game last year, he was playing in the twos. And, um I said to Daryl, I said, Grubby's playing in twos, mate. Let's keep an eye on him all year because, you know, I really like the way he runs and carries the ball. He had some deficiencies in his game, um, but I'd like to think that we've helped him address that this year and he's been um, he's been outstanding in that. Um, Braz, is, Braz kicked, I think, 65 or 70 goals playing for PAC. We felt like we needed another key forward who could come in to play a role and he's been outstanding the last three weeks since making his debut. Um, and Harry Elbro was another young kid out at Centrals who... Uh, I think won a few medals out at um, playing for Williston last year and Andrew Jarman, um, the great Andrew Jarman, promoted him to come out and um, and have a crack at league level and he's been nothing but superb all year. So um, we, we wanted to make sure that we could get guys that were going to fit into the way that I wanted to play and the way I wanted our team to play. So um, we were pretty aggressive in that aspect. Um, and, you know, from our point of view, it's all sort of worked out well. We're just going to make sure that we keep one eye on the prize but one eye on next year as well. Cool. And um, we'll talk about Gil Smythe and he's yep. been a welcome addition to the coaching team this season. Give um, the listeners an insight into what he has brought himself into the group. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the, the generals had such a great knowledge and wealth of experience, not just in the basketball, but he's very well known in the footy field for helping out coaches. He's working with the Brisbane Lions and Chris Fagan. He's really good mates with Damien Hardwick and, and a lot of coaches in the AFL. So he, he does a lot of stuff on the side for a lot of other clubs and a lot of other coaches. So I think for Phil to come in was more of a, um, wanted to go down a bit of a different path. Um, mm. He's obviously been a great mentor and help for me in regards to my coaching. Um Phil will always tell you, you know, he's not a X's and O's guy. He doesn't know, um, you know, the, the ins and outs of how to play football, or how to coach football, but he knows how to coach. And um, so he's been, he's been a great influence on me in regards to the way I want to go about our football. Um, he's really helped out my other coaches. I know um, Darren Reeves, Andrew Fukowski and all the other guys, Damien Herzik, call Phil a fair bit about advice and, you know, what, how they should approach things and how they should approach different plays in in the way they communicate them and all that sort of stuff. So there's been some real gold nugget things there with Phil in, in regards to helping the guys. And um, and then and, and Mitch would be able to tell you, like, we catch up as a leadership group at least once a week or once every second week and talk about areas of improvement, um, growth areas for the club, things that are going really well. And, and Phil's the main driver of that. So um, he's been a huge asset for the footy club. And um, I'm sure everyone um, 
everyone around the club loves having him around. He's uh, he's very approachable. He talks to everybody and he gets along with everybody. So he's been a great asset. Yeah, he definitely has, mate. I have to agree with that. He learnt lots from him this year that otherwise wouldn't have in a, in a leadership capacity. So definitely a great get by the club. Um, second last question, mate. Um, it's the last minor round game for the year at Unley against Sturt this week. We're sitting in fifth and, and obviously have to win, beat us to, to lock that away. So it's going to be a pretty, pretty uh, tight and brutal game, in my opinion. But what are your thoughts ahead of the game this week and, and what do we need to do to get the win? Yeah, Sturt at Sturt is always a tough challenge. Um, you know, Marty Matten is a fantastic coach. They've got a really good team. Um, you know, having Pat Wilson out, he's probably, he was probably flying at the start of the year. He's probably one of the top five players. Um, helps, but they bring in Tom Lewis, who's a who's a young a young workhorse who uh, works really hard around stoppages. So I think the key for us is going to be getting the ball out of centre bounce. Um, it's a small oval, so we've got to make sure we can get the ball in there um, and, and and lock it in for as many times as we can. So we've got to make sure that we um, we go down there and we play the style of football that we want to play, um, and that's you know tough, hard, contested ball. And we want to make sure we get forward territory as much as we can. So. Um, it's going to be a challenge, but uh, it's one that I think the playing group's really looking forward to. Oh, that's super exciting. Uh, excellent, mate. Thanks for joining us. Just before you, you finish up, um, give us a tip for the showdown. Obviously, your old mob and, and my old mob, you played 121 more games than me, but um, uh, who, who wins the showdown <laughs> and uh, who wins the medal, in your opinion? Wow, yeah, it's, um, there's been a bit of spice, uh, obviously, in the last few days with what Ollie and Tommy Jonas and, and Darcy Byrne Jones have said about the Crows. So um, I didn't mind that. I don't know if that's yeah, I don't mind. I, I don't mind it, but you know, talks cheap. They have got to make sure they back it up with some actions now. So correct. Um, it's it's pretty it's pretty full on, but um, oh, it's the best rivalry in football bar none. I would have thought so. Um, you know, you got your assistant coaches in Chad Corns coming out and saying things and. Um, yeah, it's it, it's good. I think it's good for footy and it's a great rivalry. But um, oh, I'd like to say Port will win. Crows are playing really good football. I think Port will win. Um, Robbie and I'd like to game. say um, I'd like to say that the goat uh, would win the medal. Um, but um, I think I think Toddy Marshall might win the medal. I think Toddy's going to have a big game. Um, he's, he's in really good form. Um, and he'd be my bet to, to win the medal. But they always say it's a midfielders award, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say Toddy Marshall will kick five and he'll win the medal. Yeah, I like it, mate. Serge, I have to ask you, what was one yeah. of your favourite moments playing in a showdown? Oh, wow, honey. That's um, <laughs> put me on the spot there. Um, oh, you know what? I, um, I just loved playing with Kari. That was, I think Kari played in nine showdowns, nine or 11 showdowns and won them all. Um, so he's the, sort of the, sh- the showdown um, specialist um, from my point of view. But they're just fantastic games. It doesn't matter if you're on top of the ladder or you're down the bottom. Um, they're just really good games, really good contests. Um, but probably the, probably the most memorable moment for me, we actually lost the showdown. But I remember playing in 2004, the year we won the premiership. And I think I played in a showdown. It was around um, or six or seven. And we played against the Crows, and um, I remember, I remember playing, and I went down the other end, and uh, there was a guy playing for the Crows named Wayne Carey, and I was like, I remember being a kid watching Wayne Carey play against Glenn Jackovich because I was a West Coast supporter, and I was just like, how good is this? Like I'm on a field with Wayne Carey, who's one of the greatest players of all time, and I'm in the forward pocket, and he's in full forward down the other end, and we're on the same oval. So I just thought that was really cool, and. 
you know, I think everyone really looked up to the duck and the way he played way he played the game. So I think that was probably one of the coolest <laughs> moments I remember running out um, that day. So, um, yeah, it was pretty special. All the showdowns are great. And, um, you know, it's going to be a bit of spice in this one on, um, I think it's Saturday night. So looking forward to watching it. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it as well, mate. Mate, that's, that's it. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, congratulations on, on making your debut on Roosters Radio and being the first guest. <laughs> we're pumped to have you on. Uh, thanks for giving the, the listeners some insight in the way we're going about it. And um, I'll see you on the weekend. Beautiful. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. And uh, look forward to you hopefully coming on here once again. I'm sure you'll get plenty of uh, listeners and plenty of hits with all the Roosters fans out there. Yeah, 100%. Thanks. That chat was all thanks to Grand North with great daily lunch and dinner specials. And don't forget, Roosters Radio is all thanks to Copyworld Toshiba. Copyworld, your trusted business partner. Visit copyworld.com.au today. It's half time after the break. One of the newest members from the Crows AFLW side, Amber Ward. Live on SENSA, you're listening to Roosters Radio. Brought to you by Copyworld, your trusted business partner. Visit copyworld.com.au today. And Grand North with great daily lunch and dinner specials. Welcome back to Roosters Radio. All thanks to Copyworld to Sheba. Copyworld, your trusted business partner. Visit copyworld.com.au today. Of course, our chat now with Amber Ward is thanks to our great mates at the Northern Tavern, Sip and Save Bottle Shop, Grand North with great daily lunch and dinner specials. Hello, Amber. Hi, honey. How are you? <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, good. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Oh, you're most welcome. You're our second interview for this first Brewster's radio show. So very exciting. I'm sure you're excited too. <laughs> I'm very excited. Very pumped to be here. <laughs> uh, welcome, um, Amber. We're, we're excited to have you. And we'll get straight into it. Um, and I, I know you've learned everything from me from when I was your under-14s coach. <laughs> Um, yes, I did. Yep. <laughs> but I just want to touch on your your first couple of years in the senior program at North Adelaide. I know this was in 2020 for you, but what was it like playing in that premiership team at North Adelaide? What was that game like? Give us a, a bit of insight into you know pre-game, post-game, any standout memories, and, and, and of course, just winning the flag in general. Yeah. Um, so definitely very nervous um, before going into that game because we knew there was a lot of pressure on us coming in as undefeated an undefeated team um but it was great having uh chrissy as our coach saying she's had um some aflw experience so she calmed us down a bit um i think a highlight for me was playing alongside ann hatchard in that grand final where she racked up uh, a lot of disposals and won best on ground so um it's a good taste of the next level um playing alongside her and after the game it was big celebrations and a lot of relief. So just a great day all around, which I'll never forget. Yeah, I do recall being at the game and Amber, uh, sorry, Anne and Amber, but Anne having a very, very good game. I do recall you um, you celebrating with the family and, and lots of families on the ground, which was great to see. And and when you think back to playing with North, what are some of the key takeaways from those seasons that you reflect on? And, and even you mentioned Chrissy. obviously she's got a lot of experience as a senior coach and um, we're very lucky to have her in that role. Um, and are you implementing any, any of that into the way you play the game now? Um, yeah, so I definitely am. So uh, with Krista being at GWS um, before coming to North, I think that definitely made 
um, stepping into AFLW much easier because her trainings were quite hard and her structure was very similar to um, what we play out of Crows. So um, that definitely made a massive difference and really, really helped me with my AFLW journey. And I'm sure that will do that with a lot of the other North girls as well. I love to um, think back to the first time I met you, Amber, in under 17s years ago now with your bright red hair and you just, <laughs> you were a gun then. Don't and... know about that. <laughs> Amber, you've got to embrace it, mate. Come on. No, no. I think I think it's brown with red streaks. We'll go with that. Oh, that's the first time I've heard her admit some sort of red. <laughs> um, anyway, you were a gun then and... Now you're playing for the Crows. Did you ever think you'd end up where you are now? Um, I think I definitely had hopes to end up there. Like That was definitely the dream um, from day one playing out there with you. <laughs> um, but I never thought like at that time that it was really a possibility and that the AFLW would get to where it is at the moment. So, yeah, um, yeah it's definitely blowing my mind. Yeah, because you went from north and then you actually went over to West Coast for your first season with the AFLW and then you yep. now being picked up by the Crows. What was it like at West Coast? Yeah, it was a great experience, like a good learning experience. It was definitely tough being away from um, friends and family and um, with the COVID situation, um, I could never really get home. Um, couldn't get home for Christmas and stuff like that. So that definitely had some challenges, but overall it was a good experience and, Great to play alongside um, great players like Emma Swanson and Dana Hooker. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know they gave you some nicknames over there in West Coast and you had some at North. (laughs) Have any of these carried on um, to the Crows? What are they calling you now? (laughs) So um, I have kept them on the low at the Crows because I don't really want them to find out about this. Because I, I did have some interesting ones out at North, uh, West Coast and North. Um, so out at West Coast, I had uh, one called Mouldy because my football boots went mouldy um, in my locker at training. Um, I also had um, the nickname Sexy because I wore some person called Sexy Amber. So Very fitting. I definitely, I definitely didn't want the Crows to find out about that. So at the moment, they're just calling me um, Warty. Oh, yeah, that's that's nice and yeah. simple for you. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. yep. Very <laughs> <Really> boring. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit boring, actually. Um, and Amber, obviously, you know, we, we follow all the um, North Adelaide players who go off and play AFL um, um, or AFLW like yourself. And um, I think yeah. a lot of the fans sit in hope, hoping that um, if one day, if you retire or um, un- unfortunately like me, get delisted, that you may um, come back to the, the footy club one day. If that was to happen, and as I said, we really don't want it to, and we want to see you have all the success at the Crows, uh, would you yeah. return to the the mighty red and white? And and does Chrissy stay in contact with you? Does she does she ever you know send you clips or send you a um, um, feedback or anything like that? Trying to you know stay in touch. Yeah, I definitely um, I definitely would want to come straight back to North. They're pretty much like my second home, so. Um, definitely in the off season, I'll probably come out and do a couple of trainings with the girls and stuff to keep up the fitness and um, just be around all of my good friends out there. And I definitely do keep in touch with Chrissy still. She uh, still sends me some messages and stuff, which is um, nice and helpful. Uh, excellent. And um, what sort of, obviously being back with the Crows now and um, 
you know, being back home around family and friends, which is always, mm-hmm. always good. Do you, do you get much of an opportunity to, to have a social life and do you get much of an opportunity to get back to the footy club, as you mentioned, do a bit of off-season training with the girls? Obviously, our, mm-hmm. our girls won the flag this year, so we've lost yeah. a few um, to Port and a few, other, few of the other teams. Do you, do you get much of an opportunity to do that? Obviously, the season's on the horizon, so it's probably a pretty busy time for you. Yeah, so it's definitely um, busy, but uh, at the Crows, we prioritise our family and then our second job and then football. So they're very understanding and give us plenty of time to spend time with family and friends, which is great because you need a balance um, with football and you definitely need your time off after the season. So I'll definitely be having a couple couple weeks off before I head back to North. Oh, fantastic. And last question for you. Um, so I know you just returned from a boot camp with the Crows girls. I believe that was up in Darwin. Yeah. I've yeah, been on those sort of footy camps and I can tell you they're, they're not much fun. No, um, no. But they're also quite rewarding at the end of it. But I hear it was quite harrowing and you were thrown out of your comfort zone. Can you give, give us a bit of insight into what, what your girls got up to up in Darwin and some of the learnings that you took out of it from yourself, as a, obviously as a young player, but also what the team will take out of that camp? Yeah, so yeah, it was definitely definitely a tough camp. Had plenty of bruises and a couple of tears up there. So um, yeah, it was <laughs> definitely hard work, but um, overall great experience. And I know um, for myself personally, coming into a new team, I think it was great to spend um, five days with the team to really bond with all the girls and um, help learn the structures and everything. And we basically did a couple of training sessions down there, and we also um, had a day out at the army and got to do a few obstacle courses out there, which was fun to have something um, different from um, football. So, yeah, it was definitely a great experience and something that I'll remember. Oh, fantastic. Well, it sounds like you're flying, Amber. Great to have you back in Adelaide. Really looking forward to seeing how you and the Crows go in the AFLW this year. Really looking forward to the season returning in a few weeks' time. Thanks for joining us on Rooster Radio um, on this Friday evening, and um, we'll see you soon. Perfect. Thank you so much, guys. See you, Amber. <laughs> see you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> that was all thanks to Northern Tavern Sip and Save Bottle Shop, chatting with Amber Ward. It's three-quarter time after the break, the injury report and club news with our CEO. Live on SENSA, you're listening to Roosters Radio. Brought to you by Copy World, your trusted business partner. Visit copyworld.com.au today. And Grand North, with great daily lunch and dinner specials. Yeah, welcome back to Roosters Radio. All thanks to Copy World Toshiba. Copy World, your trusted business partner. Visit copyworld.com.au today. Now for the injury update by Dr. Jones and Partners. Yeah, so we um, just wanted to quickly update the the um, fans on what's going on on the injury front. So Alex Spina, our, our skipper's back for his 150s. He's got over his um, concussion issue. Jack McCann, um, has, who played some really great footy at the start of the year, he's um, another couple of weeks away from his quad injury, but he's progressing really well and um, almost back into full training and should be available for finals. Um, Andrew Moore, the vice-captain, was out with COVID, but um, will be available um, for this week. He also played last week, so split his finger open, but he's back in business and playing some really good footy. And unfortunately, a couple of youngsters, Adam Heath and Zaiton Santillo, um, are out for the remainder of the season with um, knee injuries, but... Both 
um, great players and should be ones to watch in the future. Um, welcome to the to the desk for for the fin- for the finale of the night is is the boss, uh, Mr. Craig Burton, and he's going to provide a bit of a, a club news update. All thanks to Inter Intra, our IT specialist, and welcome welcome Craig. Good to have you, mate. Here, yeah, mate. Thanks, Mitch and uh, and Honey. Um, it's been a, been a great show, guys. Debut show, so uh, all going well. Yeah, good to have you so here, mate. Far. Yeah, we haven't stuffed up yet, not yet. So, uh, thanks for being here, mate. So, just wanted to give the give the listeners a bit of an update. What's going on at the club? A um, couple of big nights coming up. The Barry Roblin Club Club Champion always a big one. Yeah, look, there's a, a couple of events as as most footy clubs have towards the end of the year. So, the Barry Roblin Club Champion on uh, Friday, the thirtieth of September, at the Intercontinental. Um, just keep an eye on our, our socials and, uh, and website for more details or give the club a call. But uh, that's going to be a great night in particular, celebrating hopefully a, a really good 2022 season. And also we're going to honour our, uh, our women's team uh, as they were premiers in both, both uh, development and their, and their league uh, games. Yeah, looking forward to that one, mate. And who's your tip for that one? Uh, for the club champion? Yeah. Well, that's a very good question, uh, Harves. Um, there's been quite a few players sharing uh, best player awards. Um, mm. Both the Coon boys have been amongst them. It'll it. be hard to beat. Uh, Youngie. Mm. Um, you've also got uh, Wiggy racking up possessions yep. and the uh, and our and our key forward Keenan Ramsey down there. So there's mm. a there's a heap and yourself. So uh, it's going to be a great night. No, I don't I don't very I don't poll very well. I don't think I always fall outside the top ten. So. I'll be there for a few beers. That'll be good fun. <laughs> and another one, um, the, the 1972 Champions of Australia celebration on Friday the 29th of October at the Wine Centre. That should be a good celebration. Yeah, this one's going to be great. Um, you know, 50 years ago, um, showing my age, uh, you know, I can actually remember uh, the early 70s and, and watching footy as a kid and, uh, you know, players like Barry Robran, uh, the late Bob Hammond, um, you know, to mention just a few. Uh, and back then, the... Premiership teams would come back a week later and play the Waffle team and the VFL team, and and this year that year it happened to be Carlton and and the boys uh, won. So uh, also the league premiership that year. So it's a dual celebration for the 1972 guys. Full credit to the players playing one week after a flag. I remember 2018. There's no way I would have played footy the week after a flag. <laughs> so <laughs> that'll be a great night. I'm good, glad to see that on the agenda. And just a quick update for the fans as well, mate. How's the renovations going? The new gym and our terrace there. I've uh, kept a close eye on it through training, and it's looking like it's going well. It is, uh, Harves. Um, it's look. It, it's been a few. Um, uh, like it, it's harder for us with home home games and things like that. We're without a gym, and, and the players, to their credit, have adapted really well um, but in the long run it's going to be a fantastic um, pavilion and also a new gymnasium and, and importantly we're going to have our own change room for our women's team which is going to be great so uh, come uh, hopefully November uh, we'll see a brand new uh, facility there. Yeah it looks fantastic mate I'm, I'm pumped for that it'll keep me around for a few more years if Serge <laughs> doesn't get rid of me so that'll be good mate and just a quick um, one before you sign off mate first season in the in the seat in the CEO seat, how have you enjoyed it? Obviously, having some on-field success coming to the business end, but um, how have you enjoyed it and, and adapted to the role? Yeah, look, I've I've really enjoyed it. I'm really honoured to be given the opportunity by the club. Um, yeah, it's been a great year. Uh, footy footy wise, you couldn't ask for better. Um, administration wise, and everything else that goes on in a footy club, we've got a great team down there. Everyone uh, puts in really hard work during the season. That's probably the 
the eye opener for me, what happens uh, in season, home games, the preparation for them, etc. So we move on to a finals period now where there's a whole heap of different work going on, but uh, it's been great and, and just looking forward to the next few weeks. Excellent, mate. Just one probably error you made was putting Keane Ramsey in some sort of leadership position, which he thinks. So that's all right, mate. We can we can let that one go. So, someone's got to kick the goal, <laughs> you realise that. <laughs> no, good stuff. And uh, thanks for joining us, Craig. Um, and don't forget, um, before we sign off, our, our final uh, home game, uh, sorry, home and away game of the season um, will be live on SEN tomorrow afternoon with Paul Bonsoir and Mark Ross calling all the action from 1pm and of course don't forget you can catch us here at the same time next week me and Hammy me and Hanny sorry Hammy, Hammy, that's a new one here on Roosters Radio uh, we hope you all enjoyed it and um, thanks for tuning in see you next week here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade splinter or warp Trex the world's number one decking brand